Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and fun in 30 minutes or less. Show notes can be found at windswepknits.com. You can find me on Instagram and Ravelry as windswepnoni, and on Facebook and Twitter as windswepknits. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Knitting on the Run podcast, recorded October 8th, 2021. Segments this week include Rhinebeck, FOs, Whips, Stash, Out and About, and I've Got Sunshine. A note on Ravelry, all links to Ravelry in the show notes are clearly labeled as such, and all your links are directly to the manufacturer or dyer's website. First up, Rhinebeck! Woohoo! Coming up in a week or so, week from tomorrow. First, we'll talk a little bit about attendance and COVID and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the segment, we'll get into what you need to know if you're going to Rhinebeck for the first time. Am I going? My current plan is, yes, I will be there both days, but I will not be there the whole time. I'll be masked the entire time, and I will stay until I feel comfortable, or sorry, until I feel uncomfortable, and then I will peace out. Um, I will be wearing my priestess coat, so if you see somebody walking around in that black and white coat that I've been Tunisian crocheting, that, that is me. And I'll have a black face mask on with cats knitting, and I will post a photo of me in my outfit this week. So if you want to come find me, you will know who to look for. Speaking of COVID, the committee from New York Sheep and Wool released a, um, a, a statement. So I will go ahead and read that to you in case anybody is questioning whether or not they want to go. Quote, We as a team are taking COVID very seriously and have been in discussions throughout the year about how to make this event happen safely amidst the ongoing pandemic. The fairground sets the policy for the events held there, and they are following protocols from New York State, the Dutchess County Health Department, and the CDC. Their COVID information can be found by clicking here. And yes, I am linking to that link in the show notes. Back to the quote. We are navigating this challenging time the best we can, limiting attendance numbers, encouraging masking making all barns and buildings one way, monitoring crowds in the buildings, keeping all doors open, spacing vendors 10 feet apart, with many vendors moved outdoors. We've put workshops online and eliminated children's activities and the skein and garment competition. We have also given more space to the fleece sale and merit books, authors, programs. Our vendors have been given the option to vend at the fairgrounds, to vend virtually, or to elect to wait until 2022 to vend. To put it mildly, this is a difficult time, and nothing is definitive. But please note that this issue is top of mind for us as organizers of the event. End quote. And digging through their website over the past couple days, I have found that if you are vaccinated, masks are not mandatory. If you are not vaccinated, masks are mandatory. I did not see any information on how they are policing this. And they also have said, I saw online on Facebook today on the New York Sheep and Wool official account, that the cap for each day is 10,000. Normally attendance, at least on Saturdays, is around 20,000. As of today, the 20, sorry, as of today, the 8th, they have not yet officially reached 10,000 for the Saturday sales, but they expect to be reaching that in this coming week. So if you see me, feel free to come and say hi. No hugs this year, obviously, but elbow bumps, peace signs are awesome. And I would love to hear all about the sweater, hat, mitts, you know, garments you are wearing, of course. If someone is going for the first time this year, what do you need to know? I'm going to cover a little bit about how it's going to be different from what you've probably seen online or heard from your friends, and also what you need to know in general for attending Rhinebeck's, particularly given the fairgrounds they have there. So one, it's going to be different this year. 
know in advance you're not going to have quote unquote the experience you've heard about for so many years from your friends and that you've seen on the internet. Which leads us into number two. Please give the vendors and the volunteers some grace. They're all trying really hard. This is hard for all of us. It's a lot of unknowns, but please treat them with kindness and respect. Number three, there is a lot of walking. No matter who you are, even if you're in good shape, do not wear the cute shoes. Yes, they are adorable, but unless you're only there for an hour, don't wear them. Wear the comfy shoes. If you're there all day, you are going to be doing a lot more walking than you think you're going to, and your feet will pay for it. Don't tr trust me. I've learned this the hard way. <laughs> Four, there are not a ton of places to sit down, and there are an awful lot of people who want to sit down, so pace yourself. If walking is challenging for you, you may want to bring one of those walking sticks that transforms into a stool just so that you can sit and rest when you need it, especially if you're dealing with any kind of pain. Finding some place to sit nearby may not be easy for you. Which leads me to number five. The fairgrounds are not flat. There are several hills. Now, depending on where you live, you may consider them tiny hills. You may consider them very large hills. That's a very unique perspective. But just be forewarned, you're going to be going up and down a bit. Number six, don't wear a backpack. Just, just don't. At some point, no matter how careful you are, you will turn around and smack into other people. Bring a reusable shopping bag or three, and if you plan to buy a lot, then plan a trip back to the car to drop off your purchases if you plan on, on carrying a lot of stuff. I've been on both ends of this backpack thing, and it's not fun for either party. Just don't do it. Seven, if you live where apples don't grow well, get the apple cider donuts. It's worth staying in line for. If you're with a party, take turns, you know, put someone in line for you know, 10, 15 minutes and the rest of you go shopping and then swap out so one person isn't stuck there because the lines are long. Related, number eight, if you're from New England or upstate New York in particular, skip the donuts, get them when you get home because the line is long and we can all get them. Almost all of us can get them, you know, within a half hour drive of our house pretty easily. Nine, bring your patience. There's a lot of people, even if it's limited to half capacity, that's still a lot of people Everyone else is excited too, and we're all, you know, going to be trying to stay safe, so just be patient, please. Ten, ask about the sweaters, and hats, and gloves, and anything else people are wearing that look like they were handmade. Rhinebeck is the perfect place to geek out about knitting, crocheting, spinning, all the fiber arts, because we all share these love of crafts. So go ahead, at, you know, that person who's wearing that amazing sweater you've never seen before, ask them about it. I'm sure 99 out of 100 times, they are happy to tell you about it and share their work. Number 11, related, know what you're wearing. You will be asked, I can almost guarantee you will be asked what you're wearing. So go ahead and remember ahead of time the pattern name, who designed it, and what yarn you used, because you're going to get asked. Number 12, swap information. You are going to meet a lot of wonderful people. Even in COVID times, I would gather people are going to at least, you know, approach each other to ask about sweaters and stuff. So if you have an online presence like Instagram, Twitter, Ravelry, TikTok, know your usernames and go ahead and share those and ask the people whose garments you admire what their usernames are on the various platforms and write down their usernames. It's a great way to chat with new friends after the festival ends. And last but not least, have fun. Don't stress. Don't overdo it. Don't decide that everything is ruined if this one thing doesn't happen. Just enjoy yourself and have a wonderful time. On to FOs, finished objects. So I have finished two things in the last two weeks since I took last week off. 
Another design sample. Uh, this one I made in Haiku Pop Cycle, which is a 50-50 bamboo polyester blend where every skein uses two recycled plastic bottles, like water bottles, soda bottles, that sort of thing. I loved working with this fiber. It was so much fun. It's really comfortable to wear. I'm very excited. And it's done. The second FO I have is one of my purse socks. Uh, these are for a dear friend for Christmas who loves hand knits. It's a new-to-me sock yarn, bamboo pop sock. This is... Um, like a, the, the sock weight version of the very, very popular bamboo sock yarn. It's a little bit more, slubby is not the right word, but textured than a regular bamboo pop. Regular bamboo pop is very, 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 um, flat's not the right word, very smooth. You know, it's a nice round yarn, but it's very, very smooth finish. But bamboo pop has a bit more texture to it. I am working in the sunset colorway, which is a sorta, kinda, out of order rainbow. It's really nice and bright and beautiful. I really like, I really love this yarn. It knits up beautiful. Uh, the yarn is obviously thinner than a regular bamboo pop. Bamboo pop is more of a sporty K, depending on what you're doing. And this yarn, the pop sock, comes wound into a ball, rather like a Zauer ball yarn does. So it was great. You can buy the yarn and cast on immediately. Whips. Works in progress. So I am still rushing to finish the priestess coat before Rhinebeck. I have one week from today to finish it. This pattern is by Morale Fiber. I'm working it up solely in multiple colorways of Lion Brand Shawl in a Ball. I'm using the Feng Shui colorway for the body of the coat, and that is a gray to white gradient. And then I have a variety of jewel tones for the inserts and the hood. The inserts are done, and I am working on the hood right now. And then the last yarn I will be using if I finish everything in time is there is a faux fur edging around the hood and the cuffs of the sleeve and that is the um go for faux bulky by live also by lion brand yard so i am so excited because it's now that the pops of color are in this coat looks amazing and i can't wait to wear it second work in progress purse socks back to the same purse socks i talked about a minute ago in fo's i have started the second one and i am still on the toe i'm almost done with the toe these are my car knitting, my purse knitting, you know what I mean, like the one you keep on you at all times when you're sitting there and waiting for your kids in the pickup line, that sort of thing. And that's coming along great. I have another two month or two before I have to get that in the mail. But yeah, I'm going to try to get it done around December 1st. So it's got plenty of time to reach its uh, recipient because um, yeah, shipping, fun times. Woohoo. Out and about, virtually and in person. So, as we talked about, New York Sheep and Wool coming up next weekend, October 16th and 17th in Rhinebeck, New York. At this point, I am almost certainly going at least part of the time. Vogue Knitting Live is this weekend. Vogue at Home is October 7th through 10th. The GGKCS podcast is having their annual autumnal owl. Visit their Facebook page for more details, and it's always fun to join in on. Down Cellar Studios Pigskin Party is up and running for the football season. You can participate on Instagram or on Ravelry. I'm linking to Boston Jen's website in the show notes that has all the details and the sign-up page, and it's not too late to join. I'm both a sponsor and a participant this year, and it's a lot of fun. Stitches Expo at Home is also this weekend, October 8th through 10th, so that's already started. Online classes, workshops, and a virtual marketplace. If there's any events you'd like me to share, please feel free to email me at windswiftmonique at gmail.com. I've got sunshine. So my happy little thing this week is that I am finally getting around to organizing my office. 
for those of you who haven't seen any of the behind the scenes photos, we have a walk-in closet that's a lot it's very wide. It's basically a small room. It's a very, very strange layout. It doesn't actually look like a walk-in closet. So, but essentially the walk-in closet is my office. Uh, I have closets on either side of me. I'm surrounded by clothing, which kind of helps with the podcasting, to be honest with you. It's great baffling. <laughs> uh, but it's a disaster. Uh, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time last year, the year before. Oh, Lord, I can't even re- remember if it was pre-pandemic or not at this point. But I spent a lot of time really thinking and sorting and organizing my yarn storage a good year or two ago now. And so that is quite well organized and very easy to find. And when I need to find something, I know right where to go. But the office its portion itself is a disaster. I kind of took myself and took whatever storage structures, bins, shelves we had and tried to stuff myself into them versus finding a way to organize myself and then getting the space I need to keep myself organized. And I've noticed that it, you know, it's just not working. Everything is everywhere because there's no particular place for things to go because I don't have the right size and shape places. So I'm going through and working on that now, and I've cleaned a bunch of stuff up, and I'm sorting through and figuring out what I need. I mean, I've got four drawers in this desk that I'd literally never go into because they hold stuff for crafts that I do hmm, once a year, twice, maybe. So there's no point in having the drawers in my desk where I do most of my, you know, working and stuff like that, and knitting, you know, designing work. Why do I have my sewing things in the desk right next to me when I only take that stuff out? Okay, let's be honest. I In the last 10 years, I've only taken it out to make face masks. So there's no reason I need a drawer full of sewing supplies and McCall's patterns that I have never even opened. There's no point. So I'm going through and sorting through all that stuff now. And it feels really nice to be working towards having a space that's useful and not just a space to dump everything. And I'm figuring out how I want to use my space and the different ways I can use my space. And it's actually really exciting to be creating a workspace that works for me and not just a place I can happen to work. So those of you who are hyper-organized probably don't understand this because you just automatically start that way. But for those of us who are disorganized and have a tendency to toss things places, this is a big deal. (laughs) So I'm really happy about this. (laughs) And that is my happy place. So I hope too that you all are safe and healthy and happy and that all your families are okay. And I hope you all have a wonderful week ahead. I do plan to record next week before I head to Rhinebeck. It's probably going to be a short episode because I'll be rushing to get myself sorted to head to Rhinebeck the following morning at the crack of dawn. I usually leave around six-ish or so. Um, but yeah, planning on recording. So I will see you all next week unless there's some something else goes wrong. And keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>